if you are listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, it would be greatly appreciated if you could give the podcast a five-star rating. This helps other listeners just like you discover the show. Thank you. Hello, everyone. I am so, so happy to have Dr. Camille Lewis on the show today. If you listen to Surviving BJU, you heard her incredible story and her expertise surrounding Bob Jones University. And I'm so happy to have her back on Oh, to dig so much deeper into that. And I've been looking forward so much to this conversation. But thank you so much, Camille, for coming on the show today. I'm happy to. I'm always happy to, oh, to talk with you great. about this. All this fun stuff. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and for people who aren't familiar, could you do a quick introduction? Sure. My name is Camille Lewis, and I graduated from Bob Jones in 1990 with a bachelor's in English, and then in 1992 with what they called then a uh, master's in public speaking. And then I taught there from 1992 to 2007 with a four-year break from my PhD at Indiana University. So I was in the speech department, taught rhetoric and public speaking and all that fun stuff. Yeah, thank you so much for sharing sure. that. And so what I'm really excited to really get into today is Bob Jones Sr., which is something like I didn't dig super deeply mm -hmm. into the surviving Bob Jones. You know, we covered it in like the very first episode and he was mentioned throughout. Um, but like there were even things as I learned about him, I was like just seeing red flags, just seeing from such a young age right. of how he was able to gather a group of people and get them together. He had this draw just from like, mm -hmm. I think from like 12 years old, I think. Uh, that's the myth. That's the myth. The myth. Okay. Got you. I've been researching the roots of Bob Jones college and Bob Jones university, of course, as a result for now 13 years. And I have a manuscript. I have a book length manuscript that is being reviewed by university press right now so that will come later i've gathered five facts about bob jones senior that i discovered in the last decade that bju doesn't want you to know that are really some of them are simple like really obvious and some of them are took a lot of digging so the first one is about his dad and i'm really embarrassed by my uh alma mater for not just looking a little bit deeper on this his dad claimed that he fought at chickamauga which is this great big battle in the civil war a big confederate victory and he bob jones repeated that bob jones biographers repeat that so rk johnson repeats it dan turner repeats it terry rude repeats it i mean this just keeps getting told over and over and over and it's absolutely false he was not at Chickamauga. He fought for the 37th Alabama and he was in Mississippi during that battle, which is not that big of a deal, but why are it's such an easy thing to look up? Why are we repeating that lie? It made him it puffed him up, I'm sure, but um he wasn't there. And we shouldn't be repeating that. And I every time, at every turn, as I was researching, there was another lie. And that really bothered me. Why are we repeating the lies? I mean, Bob Jones University is a white supremacist institution. It is a white 
Christian nationalist institution. That's why it was founded. It was founded as part of that movement. Call it what you want, but that's what it is. And if you look back at Bob Sr.'s teaching as late as the 60s, and he died in the late 60s, but I still remember his sermon played on the university's radio station. If you are against segregation, then you are against God Almighty. So that's what I'm growing up with, segregation now, segregation forever. And what happened was after he died, the university has never disavowed his teaching. But the rule at first was there were no Black people allowed at all. And then they began allowing married Black people, which kind of led to something. It really was all about mixing of the races. Like, that's what they can't stand. So they started allowing Black married people. But then that was, they started allowing unmarried Black students. But then they instituted a rule that no, the rate, the three races, if there are only three, could not intermarry or date. Blacks, Asians, and whites. And that was the rule. And that was the rule when I was there. The Internal Revenue Service revoked their tax exempt status. Bob Jones University paid a dollar in taxes and then sued to get it back. And that became the genesis for the Supreme Court decision. So by 1982 or 83, you've got this decision defending their right to segregate the races going up to the Supreme Court. So Every day there were like, there were news crews, national television news crews, NBC, ABC, CBS, coming onto our little campus here in Greenville, South Carolina. I would go home at night and in the eighth, ninth grade, watch this on the news. There would be Tom Brokaw or one of the others talking about a report from Bob Jones University in Greenville, South Carolina. And so for a kid like that, this was mind-blowing. A few years earlier, I had shaken Ronald Reagan's hand and Nancy Reagan's hand as as they spoke on the campus. And now this was happening. So it was really mind-blowing. And of course, it was a huge deal. And then when I still remember Bob III standing up there announcing that we had lost the decision, and you would have thought the black helicopters were about to come flying over Paris Mountain. I mean, it was apocalyptic. The way the tanks are going to come rolling, they're going to destroy us. This is the worst thing in the world. While all this was going on, I had a teacher. Now, he had been my counselor that first summer at the Wilds. He was from California. He was really cool. He kind of had that cool California vibe, which you didn't see a whole lot at Bob Jones. But he was my counselor and then became my Bible teacher. And then in the ninth grade, he he moved up to the academy. So he was my Bible teacher again. And he said in class, there is no scriptural support for separation of the races. That was the first chink in the armor for me because I realized, what? We're all the way at the Supreme Court and you're a teacher here saying there's no scriptural support for separation of the races. So I did something that not a whole lot of Christians do. I read the Bible and I began to realize he's right. There is no scriptural support for what we've just gone all the way to the Supreme Court about. And then when you fast forward to 2000, when I'm in California, I'm watching, happen to be watching CNN and there's Larry King, had no idea, Bob, there's Bob the third on Larry King in my television in Huntington Beach, California. And he says, we're going to end, we're going to, because the whole George Bush thing that had happened, John McCain thing, he said, we're going to end the rule. It was never really that big of a deal anyway. Are you kidding me? 
you went all the way to the Supreme Court defending your right to do this. And you're going to have the arrogance and the gall to sit here and on live television with Larry King and say it was never that big a deal anyway. I, it just blew my mind. Like, how I've been right about you all along. I have. And the fact that you can sit here and say that, but that whole issue was the thing that in the 83, 84, I began to realize there's something not right here. There's, it's like that scene in the original Matrix movie when Morpheus says to Neo or says to Tom Anderson, there's something wrong here. It's like a splinter in your mind. That described my experience around these years of Bob Jones. There's a splinter in my mind. This is the only universe I've ever known. Fundamentalism is my matrix. And it's there's something wrong here. Thank you for listening to this episode of Beyond BJU. If you are listening on Apple Podcast or on Spotify, if you could leave a five-star rating, this will help other listeners just like you discover the show. Thank you.